things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Well, grace and peace, grace and peace. Great to be back with you again. Welcome to another episode of All Things Theology where I'm your host K Dub and today we're gonna talk about Geno Jennings. But before we do that, Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel if you're not, and as always, click the notification bell so you'll be aware when I go live or drop content. So, before we get to Geno Jennings, I just want to say, hey, I, I, I know some said, hey man, they like the intro. Well, I'm going to be dropping a project. I'm working on uh, music. Uh, I, I, I'm looking to drop a song. Yes, a song about a controversial issue that's going on today so I, I want to do a music video and everything so be on the lookout for that as you guys know members uh, patreon uh, supporters get to see the content first so if you like do that but all you know I, I appreciate those who subscribe to the channel we just passed 7k shout out to the 7,000 the remnant <laughs> shout out to you all man uh blessed blessed to blessed uh, that you guys have subscribed to my channel support it uh, I appreciate everyone, and so yeah, that's what's coming up on uh, the the calendar, so to speak. So yeah, uh, yeah, make sure you stay tuned for that. But yes, we're gonna be talking about Geno Jennings real quick. I had a sister, matter of fact, she's in the channel here somewhere. I saw her. <laughs> uh, she said that her some of her family members were uh, they had joined a uh, Geno Jennings like church, or or they listened to him, uh, something to that extent. And man, I was like, man, I just really felt burdened when she said that I want to look at his theology. I, I to be honest, I've never really listened to Gino. I've heard a couple statements and I know a lot of people like Gino because he's strong and, and, and firm, right? He's he's dogmatic and <laughs> a lot of people want to model that, but that's another issue. Um, and so I was like, hey, I'll, I'll take a listen to his theology. I didn't really know much about what he believed. Um, so I was like, hey. Let me take a look. And I was just like blown away at guys. Some of the things he says is going to be like literally the Bible says the opposite. Um, but he's a he's a rhetoric. You know, he, uh, he he's a he's charismatic, man. He's strong and he just he speaks. He's a, he's a bully. I, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> I think he's a bully. Um, and so, yeah, we'll get into some of that. But so, yeah, that's why I wanted to make the video. I've had people in the past also, hey, request, uh, you know, hey, make content on Geno Jennings. Like he's a very popular preacher, and so I, I say all this to say a lot of the content that I come from that I do is because of you guys. So hey, uh, in the comments, always leave, you know, hey, some things you would like, you know, me to respond to, and so that's how we do it. But let's get into it. This first clip is going to be Geno telling his soteriology. Telling his position on salvation. And it's going to be very interesting. So let's take a look. On, that, on the subject of salvation, this person says, I was watching uh, program number 746, and you alluded to baptism as part of salvation. Yes, it is part of salvation. And so right there, he, uh, <laughs> someone said major pain, Gino. <laughs> That's kind of funny. He, he does kind of uh, have that, uh, <laughs> that vibe about him. Well, let me know if this is loud enough. I'm, I'm turning it up because he, he gets crazy loud. And so it's like it's either real loud or real soft. So let me know if the volume is good for, for you guys and you can hear him well. 
But he clearly argues baptism is necessary for salvation. We have dealt with that view before on my channel, but he's even going to go further than that. So let's 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 listen. It's clear in many parts that works cannot be part of salvation. Sure about that? <laughs> so he says the they're they're responding to someone I guess asking a question into his uh, show, and the the question is works cannot be part of salvation. He says you're sure about that? Literally, the Bible says works cannot save you. That we're saved by faith apart from works. And he says, are you sure about that? Indicating he believes works are necessary for salvation. And we're going to go to the text that he butchers. And I mean, I mean to say, this guy is not a, he's not an expositor. We, we've dealt with people who are not expositors. They, they interject their position and will slap a Bible verse as, is, as if it proved what they were saying. So uh, let's let's get more into this. So yeah, he says works are necessary for salvation. So let's continue. Go ahead, Dan. This person says Ephesians two, Ephesians two verses verses eight let's to ten. Let's pick up every scripture he called out so I can strip it back. Amen. Yeah. I want to strip every scripture he got. You pitch it, I swing. God knows. Amen. Ephesians, Ephesians two verses eight to ten is and clear that our faith saves us. All right. Yes. I, yeah. I believe you got to have faith. Come on, Dan. Because Not, notice he actually changed what was uh said by the guy asking a question the guy says hey it's our faith who saves us and and, and i'm not going to be super technical because i would i would want to nuance that it's it's not even our faith it's it's christ and faith is our gift but that's a whole but i understand what the point of the the question is ask, uh, saying so i'm not going to be super technical but he says well yeah 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 you got to have faith but that's not what he's that's not what the questioner is actually saying it's clear that he's saying our faith in contra in contrast from our works but what but watch watch how he watch how he turns ephesians 2 8 watch watch how he does this ready to die that's right Come on, <laughs> paul has said paul had this issue at the first jerusalem council this i love says. it when they send us scripture but go ahead <laughs> the early church said believe on christ and this person emphasizes be circumcised and you will have salvation all right paul told them it is our faith alone that saves us when Samuel was told by God to choose from Jesse's sons, who would be the next king, Samuel went down to the whole line. But notice he he, he doesn't respond to that uh, the axe. <laughs> he, he he's not going to respond to that one. But uh, I, I don't like the third example that's used. But I understand the point that's being made. He doesn't respond to it because he has no response. It, it completely destroys him. That's why he's all quiet, which is very rare to see him. He's he's always loud. Of Jesse's sons until he came to David, God said, "This is the one." And what did God say? Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. How true that was in David's case. God knew before the foundation of the earth that David would commit adultery and murder mm -hmm. and lie and be disobedient. But God knew David's heart. And Hebrews chapter 11 tells us of justification by faith alone. All right, let's get his first scripture. First in Ephesians chapter 2 from... All right, so he's going to respond, Ephesians 2.8. <laughs> Guys, I... I I, I, I kind of want to torture you guys just to let you listen to it because he, he butchers it. He butchers it. but And, and then he'll when other texts seem to indicate his position, he just reads the text. But when he's going to interject all kinds of stuff into Ephesians 8, but Ephesians 2, 8. But watch. Verses 8 through 10. Yes. For by grace are ye saved by, by mercy. Faith. By mercy are you faith. Are you saved through what? Through. Well, it's, it's by grace. Uh. I don't know why he changes it to mercy. He never explains why he says that, but it's but it's by grace. It literally says by grace. He says by mercy. Well, it's by grace. 
Uh, Alton, is, is this an old video? Yes, it is an old video. But like I said, I'm just looking at his theology in general just to show people what he believes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Brace yourself. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one. So he changes it by mercy. Okay, it's by grace. Okay, all right. Let's let's continue. You got to believe something. That's right. What you got to believe? You got to believe everything that God said. That's right. But if you believe, now you got to act upon what you believe. That's so, right. so... <laughs> Look Look at how he interjected all that into Ephesians 2.8. He says, by grace you are saved. He said, well, okay, the saved is you got to believe, right? Oh, okay. But then if you believe, right, then you, you'll act. Well, that, that's not what it's, that's not what it's saying. You're actually missing the point of it. And we're, we're going to, I'm going to uh, exegete this to show you how he misses the text. Uh, he misses the point. Amen. Ah, that's right. Amen. You see, Faith alone is no good. No, Give me no. the book of James. James chapter. So notice, notice how he he actually uh, he's he's abandoning Ephesians two eight. He's he's gone. <laughs> I, I'll I'll he'll come back, but he's gone from Ephesians two eight. So I'll 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 exegete what the text is saying, since he's not and he's going to James two, and we're going to respond to James two. It's a real simple argument, but Ephesians two two eight. For by grace you have been saved. Notice it's past tense. <laughs> That's not something future. Um, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this, now many people argue, what is the this referring to? So some argue, hey, the this is referring to only the grace, only the salvation, or only the faith. Well, I would argue it's referring to all of it since it is in the neuter. If you look at the Greek uh, construction of that, we're not going to do that. But it says, and this is not of your own doing. We didn't bring about God's grace. Nothing we did brought about it. Nothing brought about our salvation and nothing brought about our faith. So, again, I would say that this is not of our own doing. And, and, and it, referring to all that as well, is the gift of God. Not a result of works. You can even argue, not a result of your obedience. So that no one may boast. I mean, read Romans 4. <laughs> if to a, a, a great argument against works-based salvation, people who want to mix faith and works for justification, take them to Romans 4. Not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Right? So that's 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 salvation. Okay, verse 10 as well. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for works, which God pre pre prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so the result of all that, verses 8 and 9, results in obedience, results in good works. But you cannot confuse the, the result of justification and conflate that with justification. Or in other words, you cannot conflate sanctification to mean justification. In other words, you'll get a false gospel as Gino does here. So let's continue on. <laughs> Give me the book of James. James chapter Give me the book of James. I don't know why he talks like that, but he's, let's keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Two at verse 17. I said faith alone is no good. Even so faith. Even so faith. Even so if it has not worked. If it don't have no work. Is dead. What? Is dead. You're not saved with faith alone. That's right. That's not what James is talking about. That is not. Let, let me let me help you brothers out who are struggling with this issue of James. Um, really, you have to start at verse 14. Uh, J James says, what good is it, brothers, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, 
but does not have works. And literally in the Greek, it reads, can faith save him? And obviously is referring to that faith that one professes, but it does not result in good works. So, so again, as uh, I, I remember uh, Rick Caldwell doing something uh, uh, on this, uh, his handling of James 2. James is what is known as the Missouri Apostle. He's from the show me state, right? He, 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 he's all about action. But, but if you follow James' argument, it's obviously something orthodox. It's, it's, it's something we would all agree with if, if, we, if we believe what the Bible says. Notice what he says. What good is it, my brother? Someone says he has faith, right? They're professing to have faith. But this faith does not result in any kind of obedience. Right? Can this faith save him? Now, let's follow on what James is talking about. Like, well, James, what are you talking about? Verse 15. If a brother or sister is poorly clothed, lacking in daily food, and one of you says to him, go in peace, <laughs> be warmed and filled. Right? Without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is it? Right? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're telling them be warmed and filled, but you're not actually providing the means for which they can be warmed and filled. James' conclusion. So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So what is James talking about? James is talking about a dead faith. So yes, I would argue a dead faith, a, a, a faith that is not rooted and trusted in Christ, yes, cannot save you because it's not a, it's not a true saving faith. It's not a true saving faith, right? And he even goes on to use the demons, uh, they have this faith, they believe, but it doesn't result in obedience. So if you actually follow through the argument of James, you will not come to the conclusion that Geno Jennings does. That, oh, okay, it's faith and my obedience that merits God's justification. No, that's, that's, that's not what James is talking about. And here's how you can distinguish between Paul and James. Paul is talking about a faith, right? Uh, a true saving faith, justification before God. James is talking about how that faith is carried out. They're arguing two different things. But if you don't actually allow the text to speak, you would come to the conclusion Gino does and, and actually allow um, for the Bible to contradict itself. That Paul's arguing for justification by faith alone, and James is actually arguing by, for justification by faith and works. Yes, uh, Rick is right. If Gino simply read Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, instead of jumping to a different context in a different book, then his teaching would be coherent. Incoherent. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Gino, look into the camera there. <laughs> He's looking he's looking at me, man. I'm a little intimidated here. <laughs> Being alone. Amen. Amen. What did the Holy Ghost say? Even so faith. Even so faith. No, that wasn't that was not the Holy Ghost. That was you. <laughs> that was you uh violating uh coherent biblical exegesis. That you know, you did not actually let the let the spirit speak, let the scripture speak. I mean, you just quoted the text and, you know, you didn't share the context, anything like that. That's not work. It don't have no work. It's dead. It's dead. That's Being right. Alone. By itself. Yet a man. Faith by itself is no. Dead faith. 
Dead faith by itself is no good. That's James' argument. <laughs> not if you have true saving faith, then it's no good. That's not James' point. That's right. Get a man. Get a man may say, may say, thou hast faith. You have faith. And I have works. I got works. Show me thy faith. You show me your faith. Without thy Without works. Without works. And I will show thee I will my, show faith you my faith by my works. By my works. That's right. So let's go back to the book of Ephesians to get his scripture. Because see, when you get scripture but can't interpret the scripture, it don't help you not. That's right. The irony of that statement is uh, fascinating when I first heard that. Um, because he, he butchers Ephesians 2. Uh, butchers James 2. And now he's going to read his misunderstanding of James 2 back into Ephesians 2 to butcher it some more. Just Just amazing. Just amazing. Back in Ephesians 2 at verse 8. God, we're covering a lot of ground. Come on. For by grace are ye saved by mercy are ye saved through what you believe. And that not of yourselves. But not what? That not but notice, notice all he's adding into Ephesians 2. It's just amazing. Of yourselves. Not of yourself. It you is. just can't believe just yourself. And not do nothing else. That's right. What? It is the gift of God. It is what? It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Now hold it. Amen. When it says not of works. Yes, let's let's hear his explanation of not of works. Guys, <laughs> talk about butchering the text. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. Lest any man should boast. Should boast. That means a man cannot do something on his own. That's right. That he would take self-glory in touching salvation. That's right. Huh? That's but right. But here one scripture says... Not of what? Not, not of works. But then another scripture said, faith without works is dead. dead. That's so right. here's the one scripture says, no works. Another scripture says, got to have works. Now right. you got to make it harmonize. That's, That's right. right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now let me come between the no works and works. And the works. And rock it. Amen. Huh? Go ahead. Because you got to make the prophet and the apostle agree. That's right. You got to make the apostles agree here. Amen. That's right. Listen at this. Not of works. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Now, you see... Faith is not a man work on his own yeah. that he would get glory out of. So here's how he changes works. Works only mean, <laughs> um, you know, uh, obedience that you're trying to take credit for. So you're saved by faith and works. But as long as you're not trying to uh, take credit for it, then it's okay. But if you are trying to take credit for it, then you're not saved by that kind of work. Now, I don't know how he got that out of Ephesians 2. Uh, yeah, Ephesians 2.8, because that's not there. Paul's point is you're not saved by any obedience you do. Notice he qualifies it without any context. Without any. Matter of fact, in Romans 4, Paul says that if, if you are justified by this works, it's something God owes you. He doesn't get into the motivation of, oh, oh, you're trying to take all the glory. He, he gets that from nowhere. I, I, I don't know how he reads that into the text. But again, he has to eisegete the text because he has this damnable heresy of a false gospel. Right. Huh? That's right. And this is fixed up where man cannot take honor to himself. Right. Oh, I got this because of this. I got this because of No, 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 no. You're well, that actually would discredit your position because don't you believe people go to heaven because of something they do so if your position is actually true that they can't take credit for anything they've done then it can't be by their works that they're saved because it would have to be by something god alone did by imparting their faith as a gift not because of what they do so you just contradicted yourself right there faith 
must be in God, and your work that's done must be the works that God told you to do. That's, that's right. it. Not the works that man choose to do on his own. That's right. No, the works. So again, he has another view of works. Works here just mean the works of God versus the works of man. And he's going to describe the works of God versus works of man right here. That must be done are the works or the deeds that God told you to do. That's right. If my belief or my faith is in God, then I must act out what God tells me to do. Agree, but we're not justified by them. <laughs> I like this comment here. You wouldn't stand a chance with genogenics. He'd tear you apart, bro. It's like going to a gunfight with a knife. <laughs> All right. Well, I hey, if you if you would like to come on as the representative of Geno Jennings, uh, more than more than likely, I would love that. I'd I'd love that if 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 you are the representative of him, I I would love for Geno Jennings to come on as well. It's like going to a gunfight with a knife. Well, he has no bullets, sir. <laughs> so. I, 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 I do not fear. I do not fear. That's right. Amen. Yeah, that's Amen. If I believe what God said, I got to act out what yeah. God tell me to do. That's right. Amen. Go back to the book of Ephesians. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Yes. And that not of yourselves. Not of yourselves. Not of your own works. That's, that's right. right. See, not of your own works. It's of the work of God. That's right. What do you mean the work of God? Well, if God tells you to do something, you're going to do what he said do. That's mm -hmm. right. But if you come around and do something on your own, then you can't be saved. That's, that's right. right. What do you mean? Right. This is your work. Bow your head. That's right. You that's raise your, your hand. That's yours. That's your work. So the works are bowing your head, raising your hand. These are the works that we're not justified by. Um. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, agreed but wh where was the distinction of the works of god versus the works of man Th that's nowhere in the text see this is why you need to exegete a text versus this what what gino did was import his doctrine into the text rather than draw it out you because you would never come to the conclusion he just did reading reading the bible reading that text Now he's going to another text. Just because when I first listened to it, I was like, what is he talking about? Work out. That's not in Ephesians 2.11. I thought he was reading the next verse. But you know how the works-based uh, people who believe in a works-based gospel, they love uh, Philippians 1. And so I'll let you listen to this. Amen. That said mm -hmm. about not of, of your own works. Not of works. See, it's not a work. Who works your own? That's right. But what you got to do? Work out. Work out. Work out your own salvation. Work out your own salvation. What you mean? Now you got some work to do to get salvation. That's that's right. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> work out your salvation, not work for your salvation. There's a whole, whole nother uh, meaning between those two words, two statements. Working for your salvation 
is totally different than working out your salvation. You can actually work out something you don't have. He he, but he described working for yourself. If I go to the gym, right? I'm literally working out. I have muscles. I'm working out that which is already there, strengthening it. Right? I'm not working for muscles. Right? I don't have zero muscles, hoping one day I'll get a muscle. But that's the Geno Jennings theology that he, uh, you know, argues. But. Right. That's right. You can't do nothing on your own. Nothing you're made up. If you want deliverance, salvation means deliverance. That's right. But hold on, wait, wait, wait. That that actually makes no sense with what you just said. You can't get it on your own, but you have to work out. Work, work. And remember, what he means by work out is work for. Yes, as Neilan says, work out what God has worked in you. Absolutely. Yeah, just, just, just torch Philippians. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just. Not, 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 not really dealing with that. Yes, as D Dina says, uh, what does he do with, right? He has begun a good work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, questions for Gino. Hey, if he would like to come on, I'd, I'd, more, I'd love to have him on. If you want to be rescued, you want to be delivered from your sins, you got some work to do. That is, a, that is heresy. That is heresy. If you want to be delivered from your sins, if you want to be rescued, you got some work to do. <laughs> if, if loud or wrong was a person. <laughs> Absolutely. Literally, the Bible says the opposite of what he just said, right? We're saved by faith apart from our works. Um, a good text I like to use is found in Romans uh, 3.28 and really going into Romans 4. For we hold that one is justified by work, faith apart from the works of the law. Hmm. Um, Romans 5, 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, notice no works right there. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. No works. Or we don't, we're not the one that does the works. Christ does the, did the work on our behalf. This is a works-based salvation to the, to the extreme. Read Romans 4 and conclude that a man is justified by, by works. I mean, you, you cannot come to that conclusion. Matter of fact, Apostle Paul says in uh, Romans 4, 5, to the one who does not work, wow, <laughs> but believes in him who justified the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Hmm. You know, uh, Gino, you got some, you, you know, you, that's why I put the thumbnail as Gino Jennings versus the Bible. Because the Bible says one thing, Gino says literally the opposite. And what I got to do, I got to do some work. What kind of work did God tell me to do? He that believeth, he that has faith and, and is baptized, and is baptized. Right. shall be saved. That's so right. I got to be baptized, that's my work. That's, that's right. right. Jesus also said, Terry, that's work. That's, that's work. right. Until you be endured power from on high. Mm -hmm. It is also work seeking the Lord while it may be found. Yeah, seek him. That's right. It is also work not, right. and it shall be open. That's, that's right. work. I'm listening to this, and I'm saying, what a burden on those people in there. Um, that he, he would, uh, <laughs> he places this burden that he himself cannot do one. But uh, here's the question I always have for people who propose a works-based salvation. How much work must you do, right? Okay, yeah, you, okay. How much work? I would argue if you're going to go the the route of works, then it, you you, you got to be perfect. But 
that's usually people for works-based salvation will, will be like they and ultimately what i'm getting at is people who have a works-based salvation actually have a low view of the law yeah they'll they'll go around parading the law and claiming they you know follow the law and all this law 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 but they actually have a low view of god's law because they think they'll get in by some general obedience when god demands perfect obedience let me say this to you, my audience. See, this is a good gospel opportunity. You need perfect righteousness in order to be right with God. <laughs> See, this is why salvation is based by based on faith alone and what Christ did, not in what we do. Because our obedience is lacking. Our obedience is also, also many times tainted with sin. But Jesus Christ isn't. He is the perfect substitutionary atonement on behalf of all his people who believe by faith. And they'll be credited with righteousness. So on judgment day, God won't see you the sinner. He sees Christ the righteous. Salvation is on the work of Christ. Sorry, I had to get that out of my chest because this is this is important. This is literally um, soul shaking, soul saving theology. You get the gospel wrong. Who cares? Yes, Gino is right about homosexuality, LGBT, all that stuff. And that's why a lot of people get sucked into him because he, he'll say things that are true. Right. And a lot of people get caught, caught in and captivated by a strong black man. Right. OK, I applaud you there. But your gospel is leading them to hell. The work also said be instant in prayer. That's work. That's work. The Bible said fast. That's work. That's right. You tired. What are you talking? You going to tell me you ain't got to do nothing? Work out. Do what? Work out what? your own salvation. How? So yeah, we, we've dealt with that. So uh Gino Genins has a false gospel. Very clear. Um do not follow him when it comes to his gospel. Uh Amen, Toya. The perfect savior, not the perfect people. That's that's so true. If salvation was based on my works, <laughs> wow. I I mean, think about your own self think about your own heart if salvation was based on your works your faith in your works i'd be doomed i'd be terrified to go to sleep tonight you know um because <laughs> i i am a fallen creature right yes i've been renewed yes we have been renewed we've been made uh being restored back to the true image but we still battle the flesh Anyone saying they don't is a liar. First uh, John one. <laughs> um, but yes, if salvation was based on what I did, ah oh, man, I, 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 man, that that would lead to dis some despair because I see my insufficiencies, I see my idiosyncrasies, I see the things I fall short in, I see my sins. You know, I I see the things I still struggle with, right? And if you're anything like me listening, you do too. So how can you turn around and say it's by your works when you see your works are are filthy? Oh, I mean, man, like I said, a bad view of God's law will, will bring you to that conclusion. But we're not done yet. We are just getting started. Buckle up. Uh, I want to look at a video, a statement he did on the Trinity. Yes, he denies the Trinity. That's right, Dina, placing burdens on people. Yes, he denies the Trinity. And you guys know I've I've dealt with people denying the Trinity and 
the doctrine of the Trinity is a blessed doctrine. But let's let's hear, because I don't think I don't believe um, I don't believe uh, <laughs> I don't believe uh, Gino Gino really knows what the doctrine of the Trinity is. So let's let's dive into it. This person asked briefly, and uh, we don't know where this letter comes from. It says, it's on the Godhead. Do you believe in the Trinity? No! No. Quick <laughs> reply. No. No, we don't. Do we believe in the Trinity, brothers? No. Do we believe in the Trinity? No. Do we believe in the Trinity? No. Do we soldiers? No. Do we soldiers? This I, I I saw this clip and I was like this guy is abusive. <laughs> do what what I I I wish I was here for this sermon because I do it yes <laughs> like here's one yes in the crowd what what do you what have you have done? I I, I that'd be I'd be very curious but <laughs> he he's he he is a bully. Uh, Pastor, sorry, <laughs> Pastor Gino Jennings is a bully. This is bully style preaching. Right, he he's he's denied the Trinity, right? And do we believe in the Trinity? No, do we believe in the Trinity? No, it's like this is this is like you know groupthink. You know, someone someone's already compared him to the Marine Corps. It's like yes, this is intimidation style preaching. Yes, don't don't. I don't care if someone's preaching rightly. Don't fall for this kind of tactic, because this is spiritual abuse. We aren't to win people over even with spiritual abuse. I've been learning that a lot in my life lately. Even with people who have the truth, we are to not support um, ungodly behavior. Like this, even, even if people are to speak biblically, right? So, <laughs> his face again. Yes, he is looking at disappointment at me, isn't he? The reason why we don't, because Jehovah gave a commandment. In, Deuter in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. Say, hear, O Israel. Hear, O Trinitarian. The Lord, our God. Our God. Our God. Is how many? Is one Lord. Now, you said there are three separate distinct personalities uh -huh. of the one. So, let, let me, let me uh, stop him there, because he doesn't. He's, and you're going to see it here a little later. He doesn't understand what we mean by that. Three distinct personalities. Um, three distinct persons. But again, let's let's go back to the verse he used. Um, the Lord our God is one, right? Hero, hero is the Lord our God is one. <laughs> yeah, someone said, where are the pitchforks and the torches? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he, he quotes that as if that's the... Um, the the death nail the death blow to trinitarianism which we actually believe that there is one god now they don't they don't know what we believe about they clearly doesn't understand because watch what he does with our view the trinitarian view of the the three distinct persons what watch what he does this is this is actually sad to see making god a schizophrenic <laughs> so he says, because we believe in three distinct persons, God is schizophrenic. Well, this is actually, the irony of this statement is actually descriptive of his position, not the Trinitarian. 
because he's the one that believes in uh, God having different manifest manifestations and modes. I'll say this: uh, Geno Jennings' uh, uh, one oneness, uh, his modalism is actually very complicated. We're going to see in a second what I mean by that, because sometimes he makes distinction between the son and the father. Other time he equates them. It's very it's very confusing. But as long as you uh, deny the Trinity, you don't really have to have a view of God. Right. You don't really have to. uh, Yeah. So the one that's got a schizophrenic, not the Trinitarian God. It's like the irony of statements like, bro, that's your position, not mine. (laughs) Yes. You believe that Jesus is talking to himself. You believe the father is the son. That's your position, not mine. But he keeps using this as an argument as if it destroys the Trinity. And this look at this guy back here live. <laughs> Bro, if only you knew what you were laughing at. This is humorous to me. Because anyone that has multi-personality is schizo. Yes, that is the oneness position, though. That's your position. Is that right? multi-personalities is schizo you know that's right. i don't want no schizo god that's right. uh miss lady miss little lady 86 hey that's a good uh um statement i'll actually do a short video on that tomorrow how about that so thank you for uh content so god bless you who don't know what he wants to be Yes, does the Jesus does the son want to be the father? Does the son want to be the spirit? This is a great refer, uh, refutation of his actual position. I I don't even think I have to refute it. Just let play himself. I don't know. Hear O Israel. Give me Matthew 20:19. Matthew 20:19. Watch this. Spit it to pieces. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. This is where you say the Trinity is. But that's a lie. That's a lie. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are three titles. That's right. God have a lot of titles. That's right. Many of you. But it says name. Anyways, let's. Let's hear him say this. Watch, watch this. Which is saying God manifests Himself. He has three manifestations. That's a lie. Watch, watch this, because I was like, oh wait, I thought He believed in three manifestations. It gets worse. Watch. God have a whole lot of manifestations. <laughs> so not only does He has three, He has more. We we might we may not even know all the modes. Um. God has. <laughs> so this is this is worse than uh <laughs> what he calls the trinitarian position which he doesn't understand as schizo. God actually has hundreds as many personalities as his as titles. Like, like I said, this is a great refutation. I I don't even know what I'm doing talking cuz this is a great refutation for himself. Father The sun is not eternal. We will we will get to that in a second. Just just be patient, my friend. We will we will get there. We will get there. <laughs> sun is dealing with a nature that God was in. God made a sun, and the sun was not God. That's right. So 
classic oneness position is that the son is God because the son is the father. See, he double talks because he'll go on to to say the son is the father. Well, if the son's the father, then he's God. But, um, yeah. So if I can accurately describe his position right there, he believes that the son was made somehow. The son was made. And the, the if if I understand his position correctly, it's it's some form of adoptionism, where uh, the son, uh, the man, the son Jesus was made, and the spirit possessed the body. Something along those lines. Now, uh, generally, what people have argued that at Jesus' baptism, now adoptionists have affirmed that at baptism, that's when. Uh, the father became the son. Like I said, it's very confusing. <laughs> you don't get none of this from reading the Bible, actually. It's just a, a theory. But let's continue. Are you getting me? That's right. God, God overshadowed. Let me make this plain. Come here, sister. Come. Watch this analogy. I love it. Keep going, because this, this is a reputation. I don't even have to respond. Keep going. Sister Jennings. That's Hawaiian for darling, anyway. Now, let me tell you what God does. God. This, this man is not a true apostle. Uh, no, I, I'm not confused on what the Bible says. I'm confused on his actual position because it's contradictory. That's what I'm confused about. He's giving multiple, uh, you know, he, he just refuted himself. Spirit. He overshadows a woman. Come here, Malcolm. Within the woman. A child is formed. Within the child, spirit, same spirit that overshadowed the mother was in the child. All right. Spirit was in there. God was in there. So you can't say that Mary birthed God because now you're putting age on God. So in other words, God can't enter into his human flesh or he's aged I, I i don't i don't get the argument there it, that doesn't make sense Amen. the messiah was 12 god wasn't that's right okay that's right. That's right. the messiah started his public ministry about the age of what 30 30 not god that's right god is eternal and everlasting so the everlasting life overshadowed a kernel body they created a natural man in the body that's and then that child was conceived or created by the same power that made the woman. That's right. Then when the woman brought forth the child, God was in that child. That's right. Come back here, child. <laughs> so now you have God in a child. That's right. That's right. Now Jesus had to grow. That's right. Is that right? Jesus, I said. Not God. God did not grow. Luke chapter 2. Someone said God didn't grow. Job said he's higher than heaven. <laughs> so, so this video is going to make this little boy become a Trinitarian. <laughs> I, 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 they should do one of those where are you now videos. Like, <laughs> is this, I was a victim of uh, Geno Jennings' bad uh, oneness theology 
<laughs> example analogies. He's on Trinitarian pastor now. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Deeper than hell, broader than the sea, and longer than the eight. God don't grow. God is everywhere. That's right. Luke chapter two. But God got in a room. Right. And the room had to expand in size. That's right. What? God was in. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? God got in the room and it had to expand in size? What? What does that even mean? In Christ Jesus. And the flesh took on the name of God, so God had, that flesh had to grow. Listen at this. Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. What is it? And Jesus, Jesus increased, increased in wisdom in wisdom and stature. God don't increase in wisdom. He's a you just, uh, G-Clip, you're just making accusations. If you would like to come on and discuss the Trinity, I, I more than willing I, to send you a link so we can talk. But if this is how you just want to engage, I, I'm not for it. Or you just want to call people carnal and, oh, they're carnal-minded and spiritually blind. Well, you can prove your accusations. I, I'd be more than willing to set that up if you're interested. But I'm sure you'll respond with, we're too carnal, so, you know, I'd rather demonstrate it. Only wise God. God don't increase in stature. That's right. He fulfilled heaven and earth. And in favor. And in favor. With God. Oh, this flesh has to go with favor with God. And man. And man. That's right. So now the Messiah took on the name of God and took on the title God. That's right. See, this is this is contrary to his whole doctrine of, of the Trinity because he says Jesus isn't God. That's essentially his, his argument. But I thought Jesus was the Father. So you actually have two persons in his own analogy. All right, listen. Now, Father, me, Creator. First John, or rather St. John, chapter 1. Begin at verse 1. Let's break this down real quick. St. John, chapter 1. So if I think there's a trinity, we can't even have the conversation. All right, well, okay. <laughs> so you just want to call Trinitarians carnal-minded and, you know, silly or whatever accusations you want to call them but you don't want to actually disprove their doctrine you just okay that, that hey, i get it that's fair Verse one. what is it in the beginning in the beginning was the word was god and the word Hold it. notice he changed it it says in the beginning was the word and he says in the beginning was god in the beginning was god that's right I wouldn't say what I didn't say. It said in the beginning was the word. That's well, right. It, it didn't say that. <laughs> it was words that brought the beginning here. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to save you guys a little pain. Well, I'm playing anyway, but let me let me show you what he's what he's arguing. Just like many one people argue that the word in John one is literal words. <laughs> That's not what uh, John is arguing. Uh let me go to John 1 and do something that one is people don't do, like G. Kip. <laughs> and that's called exegesis. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So, okay, the Word um, has fellowship with God. And at the same time, the Word was God. But the Word isn't. So, so here's what you have to make a distinction. What is being talked about? So here's what your Trinitarian. Let me let me let you uh, let me let you one this people in on a little uh, Trinitarian, uh, you know, exegesis. So this is how we would ultimately interpret the uh, text in light of 
uh, following verses. In the beginning was the word. That's the son. That's Jesus. And the word was with God. The word was with the father. And the word was God because the word himself is the divine. He's a divine being. He's a divine person. And so the word is not the father. And the father is not the word. That's made clear in the distinction in the second half of verse one. The word was with God. It'd be foolish to say you're with God if it's just you and and your words are not with you. <laughs> so if you want to make this literal words, um, that's not <laughs> that's not the case. And and just in case you want to argue that later, verse 14 through 18 is a great demonstration of that. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Words do not become people. We have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son. So this word is the son from the father, full of grace and truth. Verse 18, no one has ever seen God, the father, the only God, the son, who is at the father's side. He has made him known. And so that's that's how I would explicate that out. You don't know what you're talking about, brother. You want to come on and uh, uh, talk about it? Like, like I said, it's, it's 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 easy to make accusations on the other side of the world, the the internet. I don't I don't know the correct analogy on that, but I'm more than willing to have a civil dialogue with you if you would like. Gino is actually the one who doesn't know what he's talking about. The irony of that statement. That's right. So as I said before, when you say words, you have words come under various titles, mm -hmm. nouns, verbs. Adjectives, synonyms, antonyms, adverbs, various phrases that's used, they come under the heading of what? Words. God is all verb. That's right. That's right. What? He's all action. God is all action. The Son of God was a noun. Because a noun is a person, place, or thing. And that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So the verb made a noun. That's right. This, this, is, this is just strange. It, nouns, verbs, actions. The Son is a noun. The, the Father is a verb. And... He's going <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, you call that synonyms? It's synonyms, bro, not synonyms. Um, but <laughs> how, how about this? Uh, I see tip time. I'm going to drop my email in the chat. Email. Oh, wait, hold on. Ignore that. Ignore that. Uh, <laughs> ignore that first one. And the second one. Because I want to finish this Geno Jennings, but I would love to have a conversation with you about the Trinity and oneness doctrine and things like that. And so, um, but yeah, Geno is just going all over the place about nouns, verbs, actions. It's, he's not even talking about the grammar of the text. He's just talking about grammar in general and trying to apply that to the son and the father. It, it makes makes no sense. Makes no sense. That's right. Are you listening? Are you listening? That's right. That's right. The verb made a noun. And then 
The verb got in the now that it made. That's right. What? What what are you talking about? Where are you getting that from? John 1? That's no the word made the the wait, what do you say? The verb made a noun. And then the verb got in the noun. Where is that in John? <laughs> because that's not being discussed. The word was not made. That's the point. So then the noun said, well, I do nothing of myself. But as a verb that's in me, he does the work. That's right. That's right. I listen. Now, the verb, which is God, has a lot of adjectives. That's right, He has a whole lot of adjectives. It's called rock. Stone, the highest, mighty, almighty. But he has a name. Someone say, well, God is called the lamb. No, God is not a lamb. God is the shepherd of the lamb. So if Trinity is not in the Bible, then neither is verb or noun. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just just say a random words, thinking he's being smart. Yeah, this isn't. It's not actually explaining John one. None of this about verbs, nouns, adjectives, adverbs. <laughs> Let me throw some more parenthetical statements. It's actually explaining John one. Not not by not by a second. Not not by not by a second. I'm cool with you discussing grammar, but discuss the grammar of the text, not just grammar for the sake of grammar. Import that into the text like you're actually talking about John 1. That's right. All right, listen. That's right. John said, Behold the Lamb of God. That's right. The Lamb of God. Shepherd is one that leads, and that flesh was led by the Spirit of God. That's right. Wonderful. It isn't two gods. It was God manifests himself in many ways. That's right. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Uh, but again, Trinitarians are not polytheists. So, yeah, oh, yeah, synonyms as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have no clue where he's going on because it's not. He, he's, he's left the conversation of the debate on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Trinitarian versus mo uh, modalist oneness. He's not actually addressing the position, but this is their prophet or apostle. Many manifestations. Father, notice Matthew twenty nineteen. It says, "Father, Son, Holy Ghost." Father is Spirit. Holy Ghost is Holy Spirit. Uh, Tip Time says, I'm on the right track by even giving ear to truth. Well, likewise, <laughs> by tuning in, you are learning. You're learning something. So thank you. The only thing that points out human is something in the middle. That's right. Something in the middle. That's right. In the book of Revelation. Guys, I want you to listen to this because it took me a while to understand uh, <laughs> what he's talking about. Eric Hall says, are you saying God's three or more, brother? I don't believe there are multiple gods. I'm not a polytheist. 
I'm not a polytheist. Watch this. I got a find out. Who is this? Is him. Revelation chapter one. Was him. Is the king. I'm gonna let this play so you guys can uh, listen. That's right. Follow me, television viewer. I told you not to go to church. That's right. Oh, that God, you are getting more this time than you had since you done been born. That's right. Come on, son. <laughs> Revelation 1 and verse 8. What is it? I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning. I, hold it. I am Alpha. I am Alpha. Right. Alpha. And Omega. I am Alpha. That's right. Alpha. Alpha. The beginning. He is the first. Alpha. Are you listening? Always was, always have been. That's right. I am. Here's the problem. That's the, in Revelation 1.8, it's referring to Jesus. So if Jesus is the alpha, the always the beginning, that refutes oneness theology right there. But these guys can't see it. It's it literally mind-blowing. They can't see that. Alpha. alpha. And, and omega. Omega. Mm -hmm. The beginning. Beginning. And the ending. And That's right. the ending. Ending. I am the ending. The ending of what? Of all things. All things. Listen. Saith the Lord. Saith the Lord. Which is. Holy. It is present tense. Which is. That's Father. It's, it's three words you need to know there. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Right. Two of those natures are the same. That's right. Father and Holy Ghost. That's spirit. That's the right. nature of Father and the nature of the Spirit, the nature of the Holy Ghost and the nature of the Father right. is spirit. spirit. The Son nature was flesh and blood. That's right. Listen. Which is. Which is. And which was. Was. And which is to come. Is, was, and is. Right, right. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's right. Father. Is, was, is Father, Son, Holy Ghost. No. Is equal Father. Uh, no, that's not what's being talked about when he says is, was, and is to come. It's actually referring to, it's another reference to the Alpha and Omega. His, his self-sufficiency, his eternality. Is was always, right, is present tense and future. He's He always is. It's not... It's not referring to the different modes or manifestations, as Gino makes it. Father equal is. Let's do the equation. Father. We went from uh, English grammar. Now we're on uh, arithmetic. <laughs> equal is. Why? Because he's omnipresent. That's right. Always was. Always was. Son. Equal. Was because that flesh was temporary. And because the Son of Man, Listen. in the book of Ecclesiasticus 17 and verse 30, because the Son of Man is not, is not immortal. That's right. This is why you shouldn't refer to um, uh, apocryphal writings. But we're going to go to one more thing. All right, because that's the end of that. Uh, we got one more. We got one more. <laughs> So it says, I see why he refuses to use Greek. <laughs> All right, one more. I hope you guys are ready. 
Hope you guys are ready because this is the last clip. This is essentially Gino Jennings arguing that Jesus no longer has a body. The resurrected son, the resurrected Christ, has no body. That's what he's going to argue. I just want to toss this out to stir up the devil, and I want to strip it to pieces. Get this. I just want to touch of it. Get this quick. Now, when the centurion and they that were with him, when the centurion and they that was with them did what? Watching Jesus. Watching Jesus. Saw the earthquake. They saw the earthquake. And those things that were done. Those things that were done. They feared greatly. They feared greatly. Saying truly. Saying truly. This was. This was the Son of God. This what? This was. All right, let me show you what part of him was the son. Mm-hmm. Mark 15, 39. Amen. That's right. That's right. I want to show you. So he, what he's arguing is that the son of God is no more. Right? Because it said was. Well, problem. Jesus says the son of God will, future tense, descend on the clouds from the heavens. So <laughs> that destroys your whole argument right there. That's just one text. But we'll let you keep going, just for humor me. What part of him was the son? And after you get Mark fifteen thirty nine, mm-hmm. I want to show you. Yeah, Rick, Rick is right, right on here. He believes that the hypostatic union is no more after the resurrection ascension. So essentially, Jesus has no uh, flesh and blood. You know what destroys that? Jesus' own resurrection, where he appears to them, flesh and blood, telling them to poke, you know, touch, touch my hands. You know, hold on. Matter of fact, let me let me go to that text. Because what do you say? He says, see my hands and feet that it is I myself. This is the resurrected Jesus. Touch me and see for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. Jesus <laughs> refutes uh, Geno Jennings right there. What made the sun function in Romans chapter 1 and verse 3? That's right. Come on, son. Mark 15 and verse 39. Get this. And when the centurion, and when which, the stood centurion which stood over against him, saw that he so cried saw out. Saw that he so cried out. And gave up the ghost. And gave up the ghost. He said, Truly. He said, Truly. This man. This what? Man. This man. This what? This man. This man. Was. 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 Was what? The son of God. The man. The man. The man. Was the son of God. Now. You out there is upset because I said. <laughs> I like doubting Gino. <laughs> I love that. All right, let's get it. Let's do this. He was a son of God from womb to cross. Right. But what do I mean? That's right. Moses said the life of all flesh lieth in the blood. That's right. He was only a man with natural life. That's it. From birth. To cross. That's it. When it pierced him in the side, out came his natural life. That ended the natural life that makes him a relative of the human race at the cross. That's right. If blood would have came back into him, he would now be related to David's house. That's right. That's right. Are you getting what I'm telling you? That's right. No. How I say, well, the Son of God rose, now with natural life. No, no. My father is dead, been dead for 18 years. That's right. He said, Jesus rose, but not with natural life. <laughs> Again, uh, this is a Mormon view. If, you, if uh, Mormons believe that the father actually does not have uh, literally flesh and, and bones, flesh and b- blood, flesh and body, or, or, or some, something to that extent, Mormonism holds to, to a similar view of him. So let's keep going. If my father come back from the grave, mm-hmm. that 
which come back will have the title right. dad. That's right. But he won't have no natural life. Right. No, no, what do you mean? Well, no blood. That's right. So he was a human man with natural life That's right. from the womb mm -hmm. till he died. Till he died. Now, That's right. what's left of him just got the title. That's it. That's right. Hey, what's left of him got the title. That's right. What's left of him? Because I, I, I can understand two, a couple things. If if he's arguing, well, he doesn't have blood anymore. That I, that might, I guess they drained it all out. I don't, I don't know. But how can Jesus be a true man then? This, like I said, this makes no sense biblically. This is all speculation. I mean, I mean kind of Gnostic-y as well. You see, God manifests the title of the Son before he ever manifests himself in the flesh. That's right. When he appeared down there in a fire with the Hebrew Father. brothers. That's right. The book never said it was the Son. No. It said the form of the fourth one is light. Like the Son. It's light. That's Why right. use the term light? Because the body that would come will be made in the likeness of sinful flesh. That's right. That's and it was the express image of him that never had a beginning. That's right. And never had an ending. That's right. So when he went to the cross, even he said, it's finished. It's finished. That's right. He what finished. finished, Jesus? What's finished? That's right. right. Jesus, what finished? That's right. And I've seen work, this, the work that he came to do with natural life, right. it had to come to an end. That's right. What do you mean? He had a temporary ministry. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> Not even Jesus. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Not even the Son of God That's right. went into all the world. That's right. And preached the gospel to every creature. No, no, we didn't. The human body didn't go into all the world. Oh, no. So he come along and dropped the commandments in the hands of the apostles. That's right. And said, the former treaties have I made. Oh, Theophilus of all that. Thomas Rich says, I attend the church you're having dispute against. Well, I will pray for you. Because <laughs> you're in an unhealthy, unbiblically sound church. So. Tip says it's the truth. What scripture is saying in any of this? This this isn't coming from Bible. He's he's just spouting, you know, words and sentences that he, he's not giving what the scripture is saying. Jesus began both to do and to teach until a day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given the commandment. But uh, Tip time. I look forward to that email and us having a conversation. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it unto the apostles whom he had chose mm -hmm. and after he chose the apostles now they come along carrying his name that's right around the world, around the world. no there is no son of god in heaven with natural life with flesh and blood no no never was never, was. never had been and never will so essentially jesus is not a man the son of god <laughs> he has he has a body and bones but no blood like i said i i'm pretty sure that's that's the mormon position that the father has no blood. I'm pretty certain now. Joseph Smith taught that, but no, nowhere it says that. Nowhere. But that glorified body that is in heaven that rose the third day still is identified as the Son That's of right. God. That's right. Why the book said you shall be known as we are known. That's right. Hmm? My God, you see the body that shall be. Mary didn't birth the body that shall be. No, no. Hmm? No, 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 no. Mary didn't birth. Says, yeah, but y'all clearly don't understand it. No, I understand it. It's just unbiblical. <laughs> nowhere taught in the Bible. And, and the verse he's, he's used is uh, 
Let me see if I, I put that in here. Let me see. The stalk. That's right. Thou fool. Merry birth the grain. That's right. Ah! That's right. You get this now. What's Book of Corinthians. Get, get trapped in verse. First Corinthians 15 and at verse 35. What, what's on you too? But, mm -hmm. but some man will say. What's on you too? Some man will say. Some man. That's right. What's over the air? But some man will say. <laughs> you find me a flesh and blood Jesus in heaven. I make you lick it up. Oh, that's right. I said I'd make anyone lick it up. Because he's refer he's referring to First Corinthians fifteen fifty. Let let me let me look at that verse. Let me show you how he's taking this out of context, <laughs> and and how he's being inconsistent with his own position. Because he believes Jesus still has a flesh, just not blood. Because the verse says, "I tell you this, brothers: flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable." So he's like, "Ah, there you go. See, you can't." Jesus doesn't have blood. Well, it also says flesh. So if you were being inconsistent, if you were being consistent, you'd also have to say Jesus doesn't have a body and blood. But that's not what it's referring to. It's referring to this to the nature of man. Uh, 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 unregenerate man cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's essentially what's being taught. You know, that's why he says perishable. He, I mean, that's he, he goes on to talk about that in a moment of twinkling of eye at, at the last trumpet. Right, we will be changed. Yes, unglorified man cannot enter the kingdom of God. But he takes that literal. Literal, if you literally have blood, you can't enter the kingdom of God. Well, you already said Jesus still has flesh, so you're being inconsistent. You're accepting one and not the other. Um. So again, I, I know you got the uh, you got the Geno Jennings fanboys fan club in here. Just saying, oh, you don't understand. They just got the, <laughs> they have the archive of saved drafts just ready to send that whenever someone talks. You don't understand. You don't get it. You're not saved. You don't have the spirit. Just, you're not even listening to what I'm saying. If you actually hear what I'm saying, it's a refutation against what Gino says. If he says the son has a body, he said has, the son has flesh, but he's not willing to accept the son has blood. It's, it's totally inconsistent. But hey, you know. I guess you don't really care about consistency, but, but yeah, um, that's all we're going to look at for the Gino time. If, if, like I said, if any of his fanboys would like to, uh, you know, converse with me, I, I'd be more than willing. We can have a conversation on the Trinity. Uh, we can have an obscure conversation. Does the body have blood? Uh, yeah, we, I'd be more than willing to, to dialogue. My emails in the description below. I gave it earlier. If you want to drop it one more time, I can do that. I expect uh, at least three emails from some of you guys. <laughs> we have a conversation. And so hope you guys enjoy this. Guys, you know how we do it here at All Things Theology. Till next time. Grace and peace. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Till the next time. Grace and peace.